Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the February 20th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 355 to 361 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Paragraph 6, Man. 355. God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. Man occupies a unique place in creation. 1. He is in the image of God. 2. In his own nature he unites the spiritual and material worlds. 3. He has created male and female. 4. God established him in his friendship. 1. The image of God. 356. Three, of all visible creatures, only man is able to know and love his creator. He is the only creature on earth that God has willed for its own sake. And he alone is called to share by knowledge and love in God's own life. It was for this end that he was created. And this is the fundamental reason for his dignity. What, you, what made you establish man in so great a dignity? Certainly the incalculable love by which you have looked on your creature in yourself. You are taken with love for her, for by love, indeed, you created her. By love, you have given her a being capable of, test, of tasting your eternal good. 357. Being in the image of God. The human individual possesses the dignity of a person who is not just something, but someone. He is capable of self-knowledge, of self-possession, and of freely giving himself and entering into communion with other persons. And he is called by grace to a covenant with his creator, to offer him a response of faith and love that no creature can give in his stead. 358. God created everything for man, but man in turn was created to serve and love God and to offer all creation back to him. What is it that is about to be created that enjoys such honour? It is man, that great and wonderful living creature, which is more precious in the eyes of God than all the other creatures. For him the heavens and the earth the sea and all the rest of creation exist. God attached so much importance to his salvation that he did not spare his only son for the sake of man, nor does he ever cease to work trying every possible means until he has raised up man to himself and made him sit at his right hand. 359. In reality, it is only in the mystery of the word made flesh that the mystery of man becomes truly clear. St. Paul tells us that the human race takes its origin from two men, Adam and Christ. The first man, Adam, he says, became a living soul. The second, sorry, the last Adam, a life-giving spirit. The first Adam was made by the last Adam, from whom he also received his soul to give him life. The second Adam stamped his image on the first Adam when he created him. 
That is why he took on himself the role and the name of the first Adam, in order that he might not lose what he had made in his own image. The first Adam, the last Adam. The first had a beginning, the last knows no end. The last Adam is indeed the first. As he himself says, I am the first and the last. 360. Because of its common origin, the human race forms a unity. For from one ancestor, God made all nations to inhabit the whole earth. A wondrous vision, which makes us contemplate the human race in the unity of its origin in God. In the unity of its nature, composed equally in all men of a material body, and a spiritual soul, in the unity of its immediate end and its mission in the world, in the unity of its dwelling, the earth whose benefits all men, by right of nature, may use to sustain and develop life, in the unity of the supernatural end, God himself to whom all ought to tend, in the unity of the means for attaining this end, in the unity of the redemption wrought by Christ for all. Number 361. This law of human solidarity and charity, without excluding the rich variety of persons, cultures and peoples, assures us that all men are truly brethren. Very well, this is another important part of the Catechism, dealing with the human being, who are we? And really, I think that this section is, uh, again, truly important, although I uh, I think I'm saying this about every section I read. But anyway, uh, what can I do? That's why I'm doing this podcast to start with, because I think it is an important book and that we can learn a lot from it. But today we begin to look at the human being, man. Who is the human person? What are we? How do we understand ourselves? And here we have um, the, the wisdom of the church the wisdom of the Christian faith, the wisdom of God to teach us about ourselves. And here it's interesting, 355, that's like the main paragraph that uh, defines this whole section of the next three or four days. And it speaks about man and it talks about man using different relationships. That this is, uh, that man is always in relationship. And this human person as being in relationship is very important because... Again and again, I've said that communion is the key to all of theology, that God created us for communion. God, who is himself within the Trinity, at communion, created us for communion. In a sense, we see from creation that God created us for ourselves. It says in number 356 that the only creature, man is the only creature on earth that God has willed for its own sake. Everything else has been created for some other sake. So when God was making the trees, when he was making the rivers, when he was creating the animals, they weren't being created for their own sake. They were being created for man and to give glory to God. But man is created in a sense for his own sake. And this is important and also man is created in the image of God. And there's this whole relationship with God. That we are created for God and by God. And then this parallel between the two Adams. 
between the first Adam, who is the Adam in the book of Genesis, and as St. Paul calls Christ the second Adam, the last Adam, that comes again to fulfill everything in himself. That this is what Christ does, that Christ, in a sense, recreates us. That this is a very important concept of Christ recreating us, this new creation in Jesus Christ. St. Irenaeus will talk about this, the recapitulation of creation in Christ. That creation is made anew in Christ. It's like in the Lord of the Rings, for example, where you have the sword that is smashed into pieces and then it is reforged, remade. The pieces are taken and you get a new and better sword out of it. This is the relationship that we have with God. This is what God is doing with us. This is the uh, relationship that he wants to have with us. And then just finally, I suppose, to conclude this idea, I think, that we need that we need God to understand ourselves. That this is a key concept in Christian anthropology. That if we want to understand ourselves, we need to look to Christ. We don't look in the mirror. We look at an icon of Christ. The face of Christ is the place where we will discover who we are. And this is in um, maybe one of the most important lines in Vatican II. In Gaudium et Spes, which is this decree on the church in the modern world, number 22, uh, which is footnoted in one of these references to the Catechism, it says that for Adam, the first being, was a representation of the future, namely of Christ, the Lord. It is Christ, the last Adam, who fully discloses humankind to itself and unfolds its noble calling by revealing the mystery of the Father and the Father's love. This Christ who fully discloses human, humankind to itself. If I want to understand who I am, I look to Christ. That he shows me who I am. He shows me who I should be. He allows me to understand myself. It's not from looking at my belly button that I, that I can discern who I should be. But I look to Jesus Christ. And this is the, uh, this is the idea. This is the, the, the great good news that we don't have to be self-referential. We don't have to be enclosed in ourselves. But by looking at Christ, we find meaning. By looking at him, we can understand ourselves. And by looking at him, we can also become better people. So this is, the, I suppose, the central message that we have today. And tomorrow, we'll continue. And we'll look at numbers 362 to 368. God bless.